Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP Luther Writes Horror writes, I had the most unsettling experience in my telemarketing job today. First things first, I know everybody hates telemarketers, but I gotta make rent somehow, and as I was recently laid off from my long-time job, it's what I've gotta do to make it for the moment. I really, really want to quit. It sucks. Today, I was making my regular afternoon calls trying to sell life insurance. It's a great thing to bug people out about, right? Hello, sir, have you thought about dying today? That's me, your daily dose of terminal existentialism. So, I dialed a number. 555. I won't say the rest. Ring. 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 Hello, my name is Peter. I'm calling from generally a scam life insurance company. Have you thought recently about what you're leaving behind for your loved ones? I don't have loved ones anymore. Isn't that pathetic? A cold, feminine voice spoke on the other end of the line. This was one of those calls that was destined to go pretty far off script, I could tell right off the bat. I'm sorry to hear that. If you're still interested in life insurance, though, I can help you set that up to bring you the peace of mind generally a scam can offer. Peace of mind? Um, I have enough of that. It's like there's nothing there. Well, if you already have coverage, perhaps we can compare rates. You're, You're not really listening to me. Nobody listens. Nobody on this whole empty planet has ever listened to a word I've said my whole life. That's the problem with you. People hear me, but they don't hear a person. They see me, but they don't see a person. I apologized, of course. Even though there was a 0% chance of making this sale, the manager would definitely reprimand me if I didn't do my best to keep a potential customer on the line. You're selling life insurance, but what if I don't have a life to insure? What if I'm not a living thing at all? I'm playing red flag bingo, aren't I? I worried if I should be calling some crisis line or support line or something. Telemarketers aren't exactly trained to do much more than read a script and get yelled at. At least I wasn't. I'm not sure I'm following. I don't want to be unprofessional, but... If you're having thoughts that your life isn't worth living, maybe you should find someone to talk to. Definitely getting a write-up, I thought. But eh, I couldn't exactly say nothing. What if I was the only person she let these thoughts out to, and then she went and did something to herself? I'm sure I would never know, but the thought itself would keep me up at night. I'm talking to you. I I meant someone professional, someone who knows how to help with this sort of thing. I think I'd rather talk to you. Look, I'm just a telemarketer and not even a good one. I don't like my job and I'd much prefer to do something that doesn't involve getting yelled at. Maybe something that doesn't involve interacting with other people at all. I'm not qualified to act like a therapist. The line hung empty for several heavy seconds. There is something you can sell me. At this point, I was questioning the morality of selling her life insurance, if she even wanted it. What can I help you with? I asked, putting on my most plastic telemarketer voice. You could sell me your face. My my face? I swallowed a gasp. I can't exactly sell you that. It's attached to my body. Sorry to say. I can fix that. It's no problem. I don't mind. 
seriously? I swear I always get stuck with the worst phone calls, but this one was downright creeping me out. She continued, So it's a deal, right? I'll show up to your place tonight, around 2 a.m., and I'll take your face from you. No deal, and I'm sorry, but I I think this phone call has gone on long enough, I said. Let the write-up come. At some point, you just have to resign yourself to the brutality of the corporation. But I like talking to you, she said. And if I had your face, I'd be able to have a life again. So I'll see you tonight. Click. I'm sure in a couple of days my manager will call me in to ask why I didn't sell that poor girl my face so that maybe we could set her up with a life insurance plan. Heck, they'll probably walk me into the back room and sit me down with a scalpel. I'm under no illusion that this company wouldn't dissect me for a dime of profit. Of course, boss, here's my precious epidermis. When I went home, I was still rattled by the call, especially the certainty with which she said, See you soon. Maybe the universe was giving me a wake-up call. Get out of this job or it'll skin me alive. (laughs) Or maybe it was just telling me to use more moisturizer, uh, you know, so that my face would maintain its value. Ugh, I was terrible at taking care of myself. That night, I washed and moisturized my face, looking at all the little wrinkles and divots and scars. I looked at myself in the mirror for a long time, trying to understand how I came to be the person that I am. It hurt. I wanted to give that person in the mirror so much more. I wanted to treat myself better. I chopped vegetables with the dull blade of my knife. Need a new one, I thought. If I could keep cooking actual meals for myself, it would be worth it to invest. But really, I'd be hard-pressed to predict I'd actually stop leaning on microwave meals and fast food. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, knock. I awakened in the middle of the night to somebody knocking at my door. 2 a.m. on the dot. I looked at the clock on my phone. It couldn't be, I thought. There's no way that lady from the phone call had tracked me down and actually come to my house. Whoever it was kept knocking, low and insistent. As I crept down to the front door to see if I could figure out what was happening, I had my phone in my hand, prepared to dial 911. Good. I thought you'd forgotten about me, she said when I got near the door. I don't know how she could tell I was there. My footsteps had been so silent I couldn't even hear them. If I had your face, people would listen to me. I could tell when we talked on the phone today. That's why I need it. Go away, I said. Please. You don't know how hard it's been. And it won't even hurt. You'll go to sleep and when you wake up it'll be done. Are you psychotic? I'm not giving you my face. I'm dialing the police now. You better get out of here. You don't understand, she banged on the door. I need love. I need it. I've never been loved, and I will never be if something doesn't change. I'm not even a person. I dialed 911 and I told them the situation. And throughout the whole thing, she kept banging on the door harder and harder. I thought she was going to break it down at one point. And moaning of her sorrow and hardship. Honestly, I felt sorry for her. How does someone get to that point? Something has to be seriously, deeply wrong with her. Help me, she said. Why won't anybody ever help me? The police would arrive at any moment. I stole around the corner to a window where I could try to get a look. And that's when I finally saw her. 
under the porch light. She barely looked like a person. Somehow she was alive despite her entire body having been stripped of flesh. She looked at me, and our eyes met, and there was such a deep pain. When she spoke, I noticed her mouth could only halfway open because it was sewn shut. Please. All I've ever wanted was a face. The police lights flashed red and blue in the distance, and she disappeared the moment I looked away. The officers took some notes, but ultimately they just laughed it off. They said it was probably just some random weirdo on some sort of drugs. But I know what I saw. I tossed and turned, trying to get more sleep, feeling somehow deeply ashamed. And when I left for work this morning, I noticed bloody handprints on my door. And that was an upvoted no-sleep story by O.P. Luther Writes Horror. Sweet dreams.